This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. Hey, 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 what's up to the point listeners? It's your boy, the host of To The Point Home Services podcast, Cristiano, along with my awkwardly tall and extra feminine co-host, Mr. Tall Paul. What's up, my friend? Not much, man. Just sitting over here being goofy, but secure in my manhood, I guess. Um, hey, real quick. I don't know if we've ever shared this, but I get pumped up when I hear the the intro to this podcast. And I did, I doubt that our listeners know that like we listen to it just like they do. Like we don't pipe that in afterwards. We listen to it, gets us in the mode. And then really the job from there is just to, you know, be ready for whatever you throw at me. And I think I handled that. Okay, dude, that I'm, I'm ready good. to go. That was, yeah, it's like our little hype music to get us into it. Feminine. I thought that was pretty good. Awkwardly tall and extra feminine. I felt like as a producer, Kyle, don't you think that's a pretty good description of Paul? Yeah, yeah I just feel like yes. that's going to be a, a hashtag around a t-shirt around the Rhino office, which I'm okay with. That's Again, back to the idea. full sense of of security of myself. Well, you know what? You know why I came at you hard? There's because in the last podcast you had said that you you well you felt you know obliged to share a a, a review that was posted. That says Chris doesn't get to the point, which is kind of ironic given the name You're of the still, podcast is to the point. It's getting to the point. Well, We're let me there. tell you, it actually has made me aware of it. So now I go back and listen to it. I'm like, shit, I'm 10 minutes in before I even start to get to the point. Did that so, hurt your feelings? Did that did that review hurt your feelings? No, it didn't hurt my feelings, Paul. It sure looks like it did. Let's just talk about feelings first. Tell second. me how you really feel. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this with our guest, Mr. Gene Slade, who's the owner and founder of Lead Ninja. Now, I'm going to read off... Um, some of your, uh, and, and we're going to talk about your history and kind of how you got into the trades and stuff, Gene, but um, let me just rattle off a few things and then um, and then we'll point to this thing. So currently you're the CEO. Paul, that means Chief Executive Officer, just in case you didn't know. I'll never know. Okay. And now you are in Bonita Springs, Florida. Is that right, Gene? Estero, Florida. Uh, we haven't changed the, the, the web or all that crap. So, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Well, you're in right next door. Flow Rida. Is where he oh, is. yeah, man. Just about as far south as you can get before you hit nothing but pythons and alligators. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds great. Yeah. But uh, but you're like Tommy Mello. You carry that Michigan accent all around the country. You're not for sure, that. man. For sure. No, it's I can't get rid of it. I was there for 27, 28 years, and it's 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 in my roots, man. Respect. So now the CEO thing, you've kind of got nailed down, and you've had a, uh, a, a pretty solid award-winning history in sales and marketing in the sales and marketing industry. Um, but you've got this whole skill set in HVAC and water treatment, coaching, sales, entrepreneurship, sales management, and you're a member of the Mile High Club. I think I heard. Shh, don't tell <laughs> what does that even mean? Okay, I might I might have made that last part up. Anyhow, you're three on the show. Member. <laughs> three time member. Three time member. Um, so listen, man, we're grateful to have you on the show and to share. And obviously, you and I have kind of. I mean, what's cool about social media is you and I have gotten to know each other through some of the Facebook groups that we're involved in. Um, but what we're doing is the same. Essentially, we're just trying to take what we've got and give back to help others in the community. Obviously, you take. You've got your naysayers, you take heat, you try to do a good shit, somebody's going to find something negative in it to complain about or make fun of you about or talk shit about. Hell yeah, man. Bring it too, right? That's Come right. On. So, um, but at the end of the day, you know uh, what your intent is. If your intent's good, fuck them. So, we're going to get into this bad boy, but um, Gene, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Super, super cool to be here. And uh, you guys are doing some big, big things over there. I've been following what you've been doing and holy crap. Thanks, you guys bro. are putting some big stuff together, so. Thank Very you. exciting to see other people giving back and leading like you guys are. So I'm super stoked to be in your guys' presence. Appreciate you saying that, my cool. friend. Um, Paul, 
Um, before we yes. get into your first question, I know you're dying to ask, Gene. We always like to do a couple of uh, you know questions ahead of time, just to let the listeners know, you know, what you're about. Besides, you know, you growing was Air Genie. You know, was a two timing five thousand um, company, um, one of the top hundred fastest growing companies. So clearly, you know your shit. You've done a lot of successful things too. And that's great because we're going to dig into that piece so our listeners have some good takeaways or tactics like we talked about pre-podcast. But before we get to that, we want to find out who Gene Slade is besides a three-time um, Mile High Club champion. Um, I never know what these questions are, by the way. So I, I enjoy this as much. I, I, sure yeah, I mean, I'm already cut off guard, so that's hard to do. I share none yeah, welcome of them. to my world. I share none of them with Paul. And by the way, towards the end of the show, we'll talk about um, you sharing the stage with Grant Cardone, what that's all about. So we will get to that piece at the tail end. So listeners, if you want to hear cool. How that happens, you'll find out towards the end of the show. But first, let's find out who Gene Slade is. You ready, buddy? I'm ready. I'm just talking. I'm about, ready. I was talking to Gene, not you, Paul. <laughs> okay, so have you ever heard of the game called Would You Rather? I have. Okay, that's what we're gonna we're gonna start with. Would you rather? Okay. <laughs> All right, that's let's so go. Good. I'm ready. Come so, on, bring it. Okay. Now, would you rather? Would you rather never age physically, or never age mentally? <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'd rather I'd rather never age mentally. Good, Paul. What would you do? Never age physically or never age mentally? Uh, I don't think I've aged mentally. <laughs> so, <laughs> hard question. Okay, would you rather be a vegetarian or only be able to eat meat? Meat. We got a meat eater. Okay, so Veggies. keto diet. Um, would you rather have no friends but be rich, or have lots of friends but be dirt poor? Uh, I am the first, so okay. there we go. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't bring in, uh, personal friends into my life. I've got business associates in my family and I keep it that way. Okay. Fair enough. Um, would you rather have a pause button in your life or a rewind button in your life? Pause. Yeah, I think so. That's what I would rather do too. I was, when I was reading, these yeah, well, I, I I've got five it. kids and one on the way, so. You know, um, I've only got a few years left with my first one. They're five years before being out of the house, and at 18, he's gone. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to be able to pause some of those moments sometimes yeah. for sure. I hear you. You know what? Listen, listeners right now, take a second to think. If you have kids, I, this is one thing I'm I'm very aware of because I, uh, being a business owner, I travel. I used to travel a ton. Thankfully, COVID actually was fantastic for me because it's like the first time in 15 years I haven't traveled multiple times a month. Um, I have four kids. And I got to spend so much time with them. And every time I go and do something, like I was just at a soccer tournament with my daughter this weekend and I'm just sitting there trying to like slow time down. Pause. I just want yeah. to spend as much time with them as I can and enjoy the moments while I'm in them before they're gone because they go by quickly. So can I pause yeah. on his last response real quick? Yeah, May sure. I, Chris? Yeah. So you said you don't bring a lot of new friends in your life. You have business associates cool. and you have family. Um, tell me more about that. Is that because you don't have time to new relationships or just tell me where that's coming from? Um, it, it's coming from focus, right? Yeah. Like I, I'm not the type of person that likes to go hang with the guys and have a beer. I just yeah. never have liked that. Um, I, I, you know, I would rather be with my soulmate, my person, you know, spending time with them. That's my best friend, mm -hmm. right? So I don't go out and spend time with people outside of business relationships. Um, so I cultivate my business. And if I'm not working on my business, it's 100% family time. Yeah. I have no space for anything else in my life. I respect that, man. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thanks for clarifying. That's yeah, cool. sure. Well, Paul, for I'll sure. tell you what, that's great. Um, I mean, I understand too. I actually sometimes feel guilty because we have, a, you know, my wife and I will have a lot of friends reach out to us that are trying to hang out with us, but it is really difficult yeah. to squeeze yeah. 
that in and you do feel guilty. And I think that's where people will talk about um, when you are a leader of an organization or in a high, you know, high level management position and it says it's lonely at the top. I think that's kind of what it refers to is, is it's yeah. not like the, you wish that you could do it. It's just that when you have to balance time, what, what comes first is, you know, your, your family and your, and your business because the responsibility of being a business owner and leader and the employees within it and the customers, there's so much responsibility that it just sucks your time. And, uh, and you feel this loyal, I mean, well, you have a loyalty, you know, you, you, it's your business. You started it. You, you, this is what you asked for. And now you have a responsibility to uh, serve that at the highest level. And that just takes time, which yeah. is our, yeah, Chris, it's about, about my purpose too. Right. Like um, my purpose is not to get two or three friends and change their lives, right? My purpose is to get out in front of as many people with the message that God's given me, right? The message that I've been building for years and change hundreds of thousands, if not millions of lives, awesome. right? So w- what's what's the impact that's going to be left by me being here on the earth? I love it. And going to happy hour and, and sucking down buckets of beer with a bunch of guys watching a basketball game isn't going to get you there. I get it. No, no. I, listen, I don't want to. I don't want to be in the stands watching the game. I want to be on the court. I love it. Yeah, we could have used that. you on the court last night on the Suns Lakers game since CP3 was out. Dang it! Dang it! Well, if we're if we're sitting in a box, <laughs> different story. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Sorry, Chris. I derailed. Nope. Back no, no. On. Paul, let's go ahead and roll into it, man. I thought that was pretty good, Gene. Thanks for uh, thanks for participating in that. Uh, not that you really were had a choice, but um, I guess you kind of did. You could have not answered, but thank you for your responses. Um, I say, let's pleasure. go ahead and jump into it, man. Paul, you ready to roll? Yeah, absolutely. So I can tell out of the gate here. Now, for our listeners, we've never met before, and we didn't do a pre-production like powwow. We're meeting for the first time right now. So I can tell out of the gate, like you align with us, you and Chris have a lot in common. You'll probably be, you'll probably be his first friend at some point. But you and I actually have a lot in common. We have two things. One, we're from Michigan, but you and I share a special date in our HVAC history. Okay. So I started in the industry in January of 2008. So I'm going to give you a second to gather your thoughts, but tell me what's significant about the first week of January 2008. What was going on in your life during that time? Uh, I had just had my very first child, Xander, and um, I had just signed a brand spanking, a, a lease on a beautiful house on a golf course in Valrico, Florida. I was general manager for an air conditioning company and I got fired mm. because I accidentally passed my mechanical contractor's license. Got it. Tell, tell me more and about I, that. So um, I had planned on starting my own business, but I was building a company for another person, actually helping to rebuild one in Tampa. And uh, I decided that I wanted to take a practice exam. And so I went and signed up for the test to, you know, to take the HVAC license, uh, business law, all that other stuff. And I accidentally passed it. Like, (laughs) I'm pretty good at taking tests. And, um, yeah, I finished it and I couldn't believe it. I walked up to the wall. Boom, I've got my license. My boss somehow found out within 48 hours. I have no clue how. And uh, shit canned me. Yeah, I had a five-week-old baby boy. Uh, My wife at the time had just had a you know, major surgery, C-section. Um, I, uh, I had a, I had a hundred dollars between four bank accounts because I had just, I'd been paying off bills trying to get my credit up so that when I started the business, I had the ability to borrow. And, uh, yeah, that was a significant time. I had to choose whether or not I was going to find some other HVAC contractor. And 
I wanted to say schmuck contractor right now, right? Because right. it's hard to find contractors that align with the way that I think. And um, I didn't want to spend a year or two years trying to convince somebody to let me run and build another organization. And I wasn't prepared, but I decided that was the time, even with a 50-mile non-compete, even <laughs> with having to relocate, that that was the time to start my first business. Gosh, and what was that journey like from there? Holy cow. Talk about a whirlwind. I'd been doing radio shows in Tampa Bay, generating tons and tons and tons of maintenance leads for the company. And I said, you know what? I know how to generate leads. I'm a really good salesman. I should be able to hire the rest of the people to do the rest. And uh, I didn't really want to install air conditioners either because I didn't want to put them in myself. I, I intentionally did not learn how to use duckboard tools and stuff because I didn't want to itch, right? Yep. And so for two years, we didn't even sell air conditioners. But backing up, I, I, I went down there and I signed a contract with the local radio stations to do two hours of block programming. That's where you buy two hours and you just talk, kind of like we're doing here. Mm -hmm. And then you do a couple call to actions. And I'll be damned if my first weekend I didn't pull in 27 brand new customers. So my schedule was full for two weeks nice. doing tune-ups and we, I was, my advertisement was free tune-ups. It was a $250 tune-up for absolutely free. You ain't got to pay me a dime, Wow! but I'd spend two hours there and uh, shit. Our average ticket was $1,032 with a 72% closing ratio. And uh, we were just making money hand over fist and we didn't have to do installations. So it was, it was very, very lucrative. And, um, I was $70,000 in credit card debt before I started the business wow. and bought two trucks. Like I, I literally, when I found out I was fired, I went home and I went to the bank and got two trucks before the banks realized I didn't have any job to support it. Right. <laughs> How like, I, gotta go to the, I was 27, okay. I think yeah. 28. And I was like, I got to go to the bank. I got to buy two trucks before they realize I don't have a job. I got to buy them today. And I did. And uh, my wife at the time and I, we took out all the credit cards we could. I think it was like 24 credit cards and uh, maxed them all out. I was 70 grand in credit card debt before I ran my first call. And I had to start illegally. Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> we won't tell anybody. I literally ran out of money and I was like, I'm done. My credit cards are done. I got to feed this little baby. I'm going to go start running calls. I scheduled them. I just didn't have the license. I've been working on it for four months yep. and I got caught and a customer of mine gave me some good advice. I went up to Tallahassee and knocked on some doors of some special people and I went home with my license. But that was a really close call. I could have shut everything down right from the beginning. Wow. Do you tell that story often or did we catch you off guard there? Uh, I, I don't get into some of those details. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I usually breeze over it real quick because I'm usually telling it right before I, I start to train people. Mm -hmm. So long story short, like six months later, my brother came down and began to work with me. He lasted about a year and a half and then went out to Hollywood. And six years and one day later, I ended up selling that company for a seven-figure profit and going into semi-retirement. And uh, it was pretty crazy. I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And that was what led me onto the path that I'm on now. Five months later, I'm like, what am I going to do? And I went, you know what? I'll do those radio shows for other companies. So I did those. And I had clients paying me hundred grand a year just running radio ads for them that it didn't take me much work. I mean, they were essentially licensing my work Got it. and my voice. 
And, um, and it's amazing. Like the first time we get on the air, first time I give out the telephone number, phones go off, right? We did 82 leads in, in Dallas in an hour <laughs> for tune-ups on a conservative talk That'll radio do. station. That'll do. So, but the problem was, you know, again, these problems keep coming up in business. Are you coming up with problems, you know, against problems listeners like all the time? Now I'm, I'm making all this money, but my clients are unhappy because their technicians can't close the deals. The, like, ask yourself, what are the average tickets in the HVAC industry? Not plumbing, not electrical, but HVAC industry. Like on maintenance, they're usually sub $200, right? So if you pay 150 200 bucks for a lead and you go out there and you, your guy brings you back, you know, nothing. Took a loss. It's not going to last long, right? And that was what forced me to go back and start doing the training I had been doing for my technicians that got us the awards and stuff. Everybody wants sales training, but I was burnt out at the time and I didn't want to do it. So I eventually relented about a year in and uh, went out to Kankakee, Illinois for 3,800 bucks, barely covered my expenses, but the guy bought the radio contract from me. Right. And uh, it was, it was incredible. I did four half days of training there. And that led to the building of, in my opinion, the best air pollution solution sales training methods in the world. Like, I, I don't think anybody is responsible for more air quality products being sold than myself. Air pollution so, solution. Why yeah, I never heard customers, that? Well, they don't, customers don't know what IEQ is. So they years don't. ago, I began to say air pollution solutions. And we don't even really say that very often when, when we get into our, you know, how we actually do things. But um, I now have people all over the country, contractors all over the country, whose technicians are going out on systems where there's not a replacement opportunity on the table, but they're still closing eight or 10 or $12,000 air quality packages. And they've got customers calling them back afterwards, praising them and thanking them like they never did when they bought a $12,000 air conditioner. Yeah. Right. We've had massive impact in so many lives across the country of clients of clients of mine. Right. Right. So, um, and, and if, if you wanted to summarize, like what's my whole purpose right now, my whole purpose is to help people work less, make more money and get home for dinner on time. Love it. Like technicians in this industry, how many of you out there don't get to tuck your kids in at night? How many of you miss dinner with them? Those are precious, precious moments. You asked if I could rewind or pause, bro. I want to pause a little bit, right? Yeah. I want to soak up those moments. Um, I don't want to be like two ships passing in the night. For sure. So, and and I've seen so many technicians who whose whose relationships have fallen prey to not being a good communicator. You know, when you can communicate, you can make your own schedule. Like, you, think about it. If you've got a technician that's got a $2,000 average ticket, not including equipment replacements, and he says, boss, these are the only five days of the week that I can work, and this is when I have to be off. That's what I have to do, boss. Is he going to fire him, or is he going to let him have the schedule that he wants? Yeah. I can promise you if he doesn't let him have the schedule he wants, the guy right next door will. Yeah. Okay, because that's a guy who's taking care of customers, serving me at a super high level, bringing the company in a lot of money. Yeah. Right? You get leverage. So, yeah, you, what's you, that? You also, I mean, you're giving yourself leverage to have those kind of conversations and, and get what you Amen. want. Amen. Right? You want to be able to choose to not work or do something, right? That's, yeah. that's freedom. It's not freedom when you have to be told what to do all the time. 
Right. SmartAC.com. SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with SmartAC.com. You've got to check it out now. Yeah, I am. Um, well, so obviously I'm a, I'm a, a big fan of the work-life balance stuff. Um, and I think that a lot of times, like even with you listeners that are putting in, I mean, it's, this thing's out, uh, or this episode rolls out in summertime, you're putting in crazy hours. I think the intent is good. Like you, you, you say, like, I, because I, I've thought about this for myself. Yeah, I used to travel so many times a month, and um, and but I would try to. I'd take a red eye back if it meant I could catch my kids' game and then go back to the East Coast. You know, the next you know morning if I had to, or the next day if I had to to get back to meetings um, because I didn't want to miss those things. But that was with kid number two. I've got four. You know, the first one I wasn't even I was gone whenever she was born, which kind of sucked. Um, so because she was early, just so everybody knows, she was early, and I was I was in Virginia. And I live racing Kansas. a car, <laughs> racing a car. <laughs> um, that's true. Story. Well, if you're going to be gone doing anything, that's what you should be doing. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Back in my race car story. driving days. Um, I literally was in the car qualifying the car. I got out and there's a picture of my Blackberry <laughs> yep. that, oh, um, no. of my, a grainy picture of my, of my, uh, daughter Berkeley on there. Um, oh, wow. but the, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, my intent was good. I was just trying to provide, do what my, the best I could to provide for my family, my employees, but it was at the risk of my, um, my relationships that I could not get back. Um, but I'm thankfully I caught it early, but I think a lot of times the listeners too, that are out there hustling, doing work. Like this is the time when you're thinking I got to, this is where I put in my extra work. Like I got to bank it because especially if you're in a market, like, uh, you got a, you know, a four season market where you have your two, your spring and your fall and you slow down you're just trying to bank what you can while you can. So, but it's at the expense of your relationship potentially, which is kind of what you're talking about. Now I want to go back to real quick, um, this IAQ stuff, because I've had these, these, these conversations and actually one of our previous um, guests on this episode, uh, Kevin Howard from Howard air, who's a local company here in Phoenix, Arizona, um, does a phenomenal job at indoor air quality stuff and is a huge, huge believer in it now when, and so are we, so are Paul and I, um, when COVID hit, you had a mixture of people who would now utilize IAQ as a selling source, right? As a new source to talk about because it's relevant. However, some would sell by fear, you know, like the fear of, Oh, you know, um, some would sell by education, but some people use this like, Hey, this is the tool we need to use because this is the problem we're trying to solve right now. And it's indoor air quality, whether it was given the correct information or incorrect, it was a, it exposed indoor air quality, which I'm grateful for because I'm a believer. Um, right. It's just that now, um, Paul and I were talking about this earlier this morning. Um, it's starting to, it's tapering back off um, when it shouldn't. Cause I'm thinking like, this is like, it just exposed how great of a service it says you should be offering this. And you've been doing it for, you know, for a while, Gene, obviously like you, you're a specialist in this arena. I will, I want to hang on that for a second because I want our listeners to know I love that you're talking about adding that size of a ticket price on a service call that's not a, a change out. Like, that's a dream for for really any 
business owner that's running a HVAC business is to get that average service ticket up. Um, so indoor air quality, do you, I mean, is, do you think like, Hey, that's the number one thing that you should be off or should be at the top of your list for things that you're adding um, when you're on a sales call or on a service call? <laughs> yeah. A thousand percent. I mean, <laughs> second to, second to a surge protector, which is just so much easier to sell. Like I usually teach technicians how to the principles of selling a surge protector through only using questions and that gets them kind of a base and a little bit of confidence and enough enough confidence to start asking for something like a, an air scrubber or remy halo and then i tend to work them up because mm-hmm. let's just face it they're they're technicians get the crap beat out of them by owners mm-hmm. because they don't have the communication skills they don't know what they don't know Right. And we're not providing it as contractors. Um, so, yeah, man, 100 percent. Yeah, um, I agree. I got it. You got to yeah, take me back real quick to your your original question. To the indoor air quality piece of it was just, do you think this yeah. is the number one? Yeah, the, this is the best so, add on service. Yeah, I mean, like it's the one thing that affects everybody's life the most. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the one thing that. Well, here, let me ask you a couple of questions and you guys can form your own opinion. Um, number one, did you know that one in four people have got zero ability in their body to fight mold? No. Nope. In the world. Yeah. One in, one four? in four people. Yeah. One in four people lack the marking system, the ability to mark the invaders so the, the blood cells can come in and destroy them. All right. So one in four. You couple that with the fact that well, how many people live in the average house here in the United States? 4.5. So more around four, right? So what is the likelihood then that you would have one person in each home that would be that person? And we're not even talking about people who suffer from allergies, hay fever, asthma, things Just like mold. that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that mold can grow in you? Like that when you breathe it in, it gets absorbed by your lungs, enters your bloodstream and like lives on you? We did not. Did not, yeah, I mean, thanks for that vision. Like we could, like we could go through so many negative side effects. That's one of the things we did today at the company that I'm working at is went through all the negative side effects of breathing in allergens. You guys want to hear a couple? Yeah. Yes. Yep. All right. So here's here's what we went over today. Things like depression, sneezing, coughing, loss of sleep, um, loss of smell, sore throats. Sinus infections, more trips to the doctor, more time waiting in waiting rooms, more time waiting in exam rooms, being poked, being prodded, a lot of extra time running around getting prescriptions, a lot of extra prescription expense, more time off of work waiting for, you know, follow-up visits and things like that. Irritability, fatigue, earaches, ear infections. I mean, there's loss of energy, there's headaches, there's um, upset stomach and diarrhea. Got, got that. You might have mold, right? <laughs> no, these are just allergens. These are just sure. not, yeah. not mold. This is just breathing in allergens. You've got corrosion of the system, premature corrosion. You've got poor dehumidification. You've got um, refrigerant loss in systems. Hell, even sexual side effects. I mean, it's not good. Yeah. So when, when you get yourself truly enlightened, when you do some research, you, you go to the Google and just type in mold and depression, read stuff by Brown University, read stuff by the Mayo Clinic, print it out, highlight it, really get sold yourself. Because once you realize the truth, you can bring it to your clients. And guys, 
some people talk about, you know, scare tactics and things like Mm -hmm. that. I'm here to tell you that the truth is scary. Yeah. Your intent should not be to scare a client, but you should not be afraid to avoid the, you, you should not be afraid to tell the truth, right? Because that is what makes enough of an impact with people to move them so that they can get out of their distrust and really allow you to help them. Seems to me what you're really selling is quality of life. Amen. I mean, well, and frankly, they're paying for this stuff, whether they give it or not, aren't they? Right. I mean, if you don't have a good filter, we're, we're just talking about HVAC here, right? Like we've broken way outside of HVAC plumbing and electrical. We're working with other companies now, but I mean, just inside of that, Oh my God, there's just so much. So so I want to take a more like macro view on this because I think what you just said, like any like reasonably smart human being would get that and would be interested in like, how, how, how can I avoid those things? How can I improve the indoor air quality of my, my home? So yeah. my question is, why is there a gap in demand and consciousness of the issue? And then you know, how do you or how do we create so much demand that all HVAC companies become indoor air quality companies that also fix, maintain and install air conditioners when they're needed? Like, that's my vision. I think we've got some culture problems in the industry. Yeah, um, I, I think that the people that have been brought into this industry were sold on the idea that it was, you know, fixing shit. You know, it was turning wrenches and stuff like that. So they're like, that sounds cool. I like changing tires. I like building tree houses and stuff like that or whatever. And I can get into this mechanical trade and I can make 50, 60, 70 grand a year. Right. And then we've had this shift in information over time and this more competitive environment that we live in now with the information age. And now we've got to become better communicators with clients and companies are going, look, I want to pay you on commission. Right. I need you to perform for me. And um, there's a real, real problem with us not knowing as technicians that that's what we're getting into. First, we're not being sold the correct thing when we come into companies. Um, There's just a massive lack of education. So I think we've got a long, long way to go. I don't think we'll ever have it industry wide. And I think that the, the the for the most part, the industry is just closed off. Their minds are just super closed off. I think it's going to take a disruptor. I think it's yeah. going to take something completely different than what we're seeing right now. And uh, and so we've had some of those ideas, but hell, talk about a lot of money to implement. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. And, and I, mean, um, I thought COVID was that opportunity. I thought something would emerge. And to see my neighbors going out to Target and buying you know, single room, like Gene's shaking his head right now, single room air cleaners is just like the most deflating feeling. And that's where Chris and I are coming from. We're like, where'd all this energy go? Where'd the demand go? Hell, where did the search volume go? Like people aren't like, how do we stay top of mind? And that's, that's a problem we're going to have to solve on a, on a different episode completely. Well, no, hang on a second. I'm going to give, I want to give the listeners something. Okay. Um, This is three magic questions that we developed uh, at Service Tech Secrets. Um, and and they are, Service Tech Secrets is another company that I've co-founded. And uh, we were in a meeting and we were talking about, um, you know, what what is it that uh, we could do to spark some interest with clients? And I think that your listeners will love this. So it's three magic questions and you do it at the end of your greeting. 
So you start your greeting out at the door. You're like, hey, I'm here to take care of your air conditioner. I usually begin inside. They go inside. You keep them at the front door. Hey, just a point of clarification. I'm here to do a tune-up. Um, I'm going to go through the system with a fine-tooth comb. If I find any deficiencies, you want me to let you know about them? They're like, yeah, great. We start doing our greeting. We get done with a quick little inspection. We're ready to let the customer go back to what they were doing. And just before I walk away from the client, I'll go, oh, by the way, three questions. Ready? What are you doing right now to protect your home and your family from viruses and bacteria that are airborne? All right. What are you doing right now to protect your home and family from airborne virus and bacteria? Second question. So no one's consulted with you on how to kill that stuff in your air and in your home? Right. Third question. Is that something that you would like for us to do for you before we go? Yes. Right. So we've just gotten permission to make a 10 or $12,000 list for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And of course that's, you can't just make the list and then have massive successes. You'll sell some and it'd be better for you to make that list than to not make that list. But it gives you permission to have those conversations with the client, as opposed to the client going, you're just trying to sell me something. Right. Yeah. If they tell you no up front, then you got a choice. You can either present it or not. If right. you find evidence that makes it worthy of presenting, then obviously you want to do so because you've got a moral obligation. But, right. But the, but the so I think that's something free that people could tag on their greetings. And I think you could create an opportunity for yourselves to have those conversations, guys. Yep. And, and you can teach a way that it doesn't feel scripted and doesn't feel mechanical. And that's, so that's really leads me into the next thing I want to talk about, which kind of takes us to um, something we bypassed earlier, you know, tell us, about, you know, what it's lead ninja VT, right? My, I don't want to leave out the VT lead ninja. Well, that, that is, that's a website, right? Lead, okay. lead ninja VT.com is my virtual training site. Got it. Yep. Um, I don't do live stuff there right now. Um, probably never will. Um, but it's a place where I've taken the classes that I've done. We cut them up and made them into smaller segments, kind of like Grant Cardone did with Cardone university, Cardone U, yeah. right? And then there are questions at the end of them, and you've got to get 100% on the questions in order to move on to the next one. So it ensures that the technicians comprehend the material. Yep. And it takes about 60 to 90 days to get through it if you invest a half an hour to an hour a day. And you should do it probably once every quarter. But that absolutely, I mean, that's, that's one of our kind of like entry-level tools that everybody can afford. Um, you know, it's not a $35,000 in-person visit. Got it. So your main product is communication, communication, training, improvement, enablement with people. So walk us through what you do. And you also mentioned, you know, you can make more money with your words than your hands. So um, tell us your, your vision with Lead Ninja, where you, how you interact with, with contractors and where you're going with that. Man, um, mainly the, what we do with Lead Ninja is on-site training. Like uh, people, I've got a dozen or so contractors that I do business with regularly. I keep that circle really small. I don't let new people into it very often because I have a family, sure. right? And even though I usually travel with my family when I can, um, I, I, I really want to stay, uh, stay put. So I, those, we do those right now. I'm actually in Ohio with my brother. My brother does on-site training for me where he rides along with technicians He's a really, really good salesman. You'd expect that, right? And uh, he, uh, he just he loves to help technicians. So he, we've been here for not quite two and a half days. He's run seven or eight calls. He's put almost fifty grand on the board. 
So nice. um, we guaranteed that we would sell $50,000 um, or we wouldn't leave until we did. And uh, I'm doing morning training sessions for them for free. I'm coming out here and just we're writing some of the processes, really building this thing out to make it as good as it can possibly be for clients. And so I'm doing some trainings in the mornings out here. So that's my main gig is trainings in the mornings. I do a lot of training online. I've got another company called Service Tech Secrets that twice a week I'm doing training for, I don't know, 130, 150 people. And um, in that group, we've seen phenomenal successes, people 10xing their tickets and stuff. Um, we've got technicians around the country that have got three and $4,000 average tickets without any equipment involved at all. Right so and, and that's includes zero that's in, that includes zero tickets. I mean, just imagine the impact that that makes on a business. Holy crap! At sixty to sixty five percent net or gross margins. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's that's the phenomenal key. cash flow. That's the key. So yeah. Um, well, one, um, I love that. I love hearing that because obviously that means if you're have if if they're having that kind of success, that means all these businesses are having that kind of success, and you're providing yeah. that to them. So um, that's fantastic that you're. You, continue to do that for the industry. Cause really you kind of like could have just done none of this. <laughs> I mean, you could have, yeah. you could have done, you could have just not done any of this and spent a lot of time with your family, but it seems like you've got, this comes from a place of passion. Um, well, it's way easier to not do it, Chris. Yep. Like you put yourself out there. Number one, it takes effort. Number two, the minute you put yourself out there, people are going to do everything they can to pull you down. I mean, I've had attacks from everywhere. I believe it. I mean, everywhere. Massive, major figureheads in the industry uh, personally attacking me for Why? 12 to 18 months. Like Why? the most grotesque shit that you could ever imagine trying to destroy me and my family. And you just, I'm, I'm just like, I'm not even responding. I'm just going to stay focused. Keep going. Keep going. Right. But the minute you try to do anything special, people are going to attack you. That's how you know that you're on the right path guys. Right. Yeah. Right. That's how, you know, Grant Cardone once I heard him one time said, you got one hater, dude, you need 10, go get you 10, go get you a hundred. Right. They make yeah. the noise. Right. And you know that you made it when people begin to defend you and you ain't got to say shit and you can egg them on. You know, I, I, I almost commented the other day on one guy's post. I was like, look, I'll pay you $5 for every unique and original negative thing you can say about me. <laughs> Like I'll pay a thousand bucks for 200 comments on one post. It's worth it to me. That's marketing. Keep going. Right. right? That's, That's social. Yeah. That's like, seriously, man, come on, bring What's it. there. So I want to, I want to circle around this a little bit. What is their argument? And so by the way, I feel like I've seen you since 2008. Like, I feel like I've seen you this entire time. So I don't know where I've been hearing your name and all those sort of things, but seem relevant, seem popular. But my guess is their argument is, Oh, you're teaching people to be too opportunistic and these, you know, you're teaching people to take advantage of, of, you know, homeowners and so on. Is that the argument or why are there haters? Well, that's one argument. You know, I, I haven't talked about this. You know, you want to, we want to make this a crazy, crazy podcast. You might <laughs> we as well go ahead and talk about it. You know, that's I hard. think it's probably time. It's time. So I was, a, and I still bring this gentleman's name up today, Charlie Greer. Yeah. Charlie Greer has done, he's done more for me in my business and professional career than anybody has ever done for me. Taught me more about sales than anybody's ever taught me. Now he's not the only person that's ever taught me anything about sales. I just want to get that out there. Um, however, there was a time where 
I had clients and I, you remember when I said I had clients that were losing, I was losing clients cause they didn't, I wasn't doing sales training. Mm-hmm. Remember when I'm doing my radio show? Yep. Well, sorry, I'm getting a little worked up right now. My like, my heart's pounding because I haven't talked about this for like yeah. two years. <laughs> I haven't said a word about it. And it's controversial as shit. And a lot of my haters come from this, right? So <laughs> Charlie Greer wouldn't do training that I was asking him to do. He wouldn't hold classes in Fort Myers, Florida. People didn't want to pay him 25 grand. My clients didn't want to pay him 25, 30 grand to go out to their facilities. And so I'm like, bro, can you please do those classes that you used to do? You start 2,500 bucks for these classes and um, I can get some people to come to them. He's like, no, just tell me to go out there. I'm like, bro, they don't want to do that. I asked him for almost a year to do this. Eventually I said, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and teach these classes, right? I'm going to teach them exactly what I taught at Air Genie. Yep. A lot of which was Charlie Greer's material, yep. right? So every time I'm out at a, a facility, Charlie Greer's name comes out of my mouth anywhere between five to 20 times. Yep. Right. Somebody told Charlie Greer that I called them and told them he was retiring and I was taking over all their clients. That's what, that's the rumor that I heard. Yeah. He starts calling me a plagiarist, right? I don't know how I'm plagiarizing shit when my name's falling out of your mouth every five minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, we had a falling out, a massive falling out. And he started saying negative things about me online. And I have no room for negativity in my life. Yeah. So I put up the block wall. Um, he attacked my entire family. Hmm. Right. Um, he blocked us all and then went on a rampage for 18 months. And occasionally he'll still say something, but I've called him back. I don't know, half a dozen times trying to, you know, I'm sorry for whatever sorry. it is that you think that I've done. He, I'll say it again. He's made a bigger impact on my sales career than anybody to date. There's somebody that's coming up behind him real quick right now. Grant Cardone's coming up behind him real quick. Um, But I respect him. He has uh, an amazing mind. He's a great sales trainer. He's a legend in the industry. And I mean him no harm. I I, like I have respect for him. So I wish that he and I could button things up together. Sure. I really, truly wish it was one of the roughest times in my life mm-hmm. because he, I looked up to him so much and to have somebody that you look up to that much who turns on you like that and tries to crush you like a squash you like a grape, yeah. man, it was, it was devastating. And I went into hiding. Like I didn't, when I say I went into hiding, I just stopped advertising. Yeah. Like I, for, for a year, year and a half, I let him win. Yeah. And then after a while I was like, fuck this, I can't let this happen. Right. And so I manned up. I've been taken down many times. I've had a lot of things happen to me in my life, just like everybody has. And I've been knocked down. But Les Brown says, if you're gonna if you're gonna get knocked down, land on your back. Because if you can look up, you can get up. Right? And that's <laughs> what I love to to inspire people to do. Like you're gonna get knocked down, but get the fuck up. Right? <sighs> Dust yourself the hell off. You didn't stop riding a bike because you fell down a few times, right? This ain't no different, yeah. right? So you got to be resilient. You got to have a rhino skin, no pun intended. Absolutely, like it's it. thick. Yeah, yeah. I, I, hell yeah, yeah. I um, thanks for being, uh, thanks for sharing that. Like that's fantastic. Yeah. I'll tell you, um, one thing that I love to do, and I have done this, and I've been able to do it multiple times, is I try to create this whole like the whole rhino xing that we had that we had done was a, was an attempt for me to use our influence 
and our relationships because I've been in the industry 14 years with, across so many different, and I have a lot of, a lot of big contractors that are friends, customers, acquaintances, you name it. Um, but I've always been that guy who plays nice in the sandbox, always. And I'm cheering for my competitors to win. Uh, now, make no mistake, uh, on the battlefield, I'm kicking their ass. Like, but I yeah. want them to win too, right? You know, because that's just the, the place that I live in. Now, I I've, said something, Chris, one time that I will get back to keep going. <laughs> so I, that, yeah. I like to take feuds and squash them between people. And yeah. I've been able to do that with a few I mean, people who've been on this podcast um, also external, and you can see them in different groups and stuff like that where guys are feuding, and I'm reaching out on both sides and saying, why? Like, come on. Like, let's squash so this. So many people have actually tried to do that, believe it or squash not. Squash this. And really? so, um, yeah. anyhow, because, man, it's such a wasted, like, it's such wasted time and energy. You know, like, why even bother fo- you know, to focus on that? And I feel bad for the person who's yeah. doing it because now, like, what's the end result with this? So I'm well, in the end, in the end, it's been super emotional. It's hard for me to talk about. It's really hard for me to compose myself and do that just there. But I tell you, that negative press, it got me a shit ton of business. Oh, yeah, no, no. I have no doubt about that. that. I have no doubt about it. I'm saying, like, not not on your side, more so on the person who's like spending all that time on like that. Oh, my God. It's poison. It's like drinking poison, expecting the enemy to die, right? Yeah. I mean, we, have, so yeah, that, that breaks my heart too. You know, having been in the, in the, you know, because we're, you know, for those who may be listening for the first time, I don't know. I'm a CEO of a company called Rhino strategic solutions, which is a digital marketing company for the trades since 2008. So it's been like nearly 14 years I've been at helping businesses grow. Have we got it right all the time? No, but I don't, you know, what happens is, is that you'll see somebody make a post like, Oh, Rhino fucking sucks. And they didn't do shit for <laughs> me. And then it turns out they got sent to collections cause they didn't pay their bill. Like there's no, they didn't tell the whole story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, but I always had just been like, you know what? The, my, my intent is good. The values are good. The employees know the values and they're all busting their ass and doing hard, uh, hard work every day. This is a competitive industry, especially in our world and major markets. Like it is hard business. And it is crystal clear whether you perform or don't perform. So, Amen. but at the end of the day, like I know everybody in here is busting their ass to do everything they possibly can to help our customers grow. And if somebody wants to talk shit, like whatever, I don't care talk shit. But what's cool is that somebody made a negative post in one of the Facebook groups and I got five from major players send me a message saying, and then, and then one of the moderators took it, took it down. Five reach out to me and say, Hey, don't worry. We got you five. Cause you yeah. just mentioned like people will fight your battles for you. That felt good. Like that was like, hell yeah, that was good. But that it, is one of the best feelings that you can get after having gone through those gauntlets. Yeah. hundred percent. It's good to have that, but it's because I think people understand at the end of the day, just like this podcast, our intent is to help create unity in this industry, but not just unity by like trying to mend, you know, fences. Cause you can only do so much, but to give, continue to give, you know, and have guys like Gene come on talk about, Man, you know, and, yeah, work together, mastermind together. Like, it, like, I, I, like J Dub, yep. Jason Walker, he and I. Like, okay. I want to mastermind with him. We're talking all the time. We're trying to put shit together. Like, to Jason and I and Charlie Greer and Joe Cunningham and you know Weldon whoever. We couldn't serve all the people in this right. industry if we tried. We just couldn't. Yeah, there's so much. That's having a scarcity mentality, right? Yep. And you have to have, a, there's more than enough out there. Just look around you. There's money everywhere. Yeah. This freaking wall costs money. Yep. This phone, this camera stand, all of it. Like there's no shortage of money at all. Absolutely. Um, that 
That is a scarcity mentality that will keep you broke and keep you in chains and bondage. Fuck that. Love no, it. help everybody. Help each other, right? What goes around comes around. I, I just referred somebody to a friend of mine, um, Josh Nelson, this morning. Yep. I don't want anything for that, right? I just just help as many people as you can. It all comes back. You're talking about plumber SEO? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you need to connect me with Josh. <laughs> Yeah, right. We've been we've been we've been friendly competitors for years. But we've never actually met, and I've wanted to, I've wanted to to connect with them. I get I get along with really all of my competitors. I brought one of my competitors on here on the podcast. That's right. Yeah. Why not, man? Yeah. I mean, I've uh, Jason Walker brought me on his. Yeah, yeah. We built Jason's new you know website I mean? for him. He's doing some cool no stuff. There's no reason not to. I mean, that's again live with an abundance mentality. Love it, and uh, you know it. it I think that people should buy other people's products. The, 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 but the rule, I think, is what Grant Cardone says. Consume everything they've got before you go buying from three or four different people. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't get confused. I see contractors in this business that jump from frying pan to frying pan to frying pan without implementing anything. Yeah. And all they did was spend 200 grand and nothing fucking worked. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So find somebody, learn everything that they can teach you, you spend up, buy all their shit, right? And implement and then move on to somebody else. Yeah. Well, we're nearing 50 minutes into this thing already. Can you believe that? So, Paul, I'm going to have you go ahead and uh, at least start to ask. I know we have a few, we probably missed like four questions still that I know we wanted yeah. to ask. So let's try and get to um, hit a couple of those and then. And then we'll have to close out. If we don't, they're going to have to play it on two times fast. Right? <laughs> that's right. Two time. That's right. I'm honored. So I'll ask a good one. What's your favorite color? Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so let's talk about your process. You walk into one of your clients. They've got an installer who's making $40,000 a year, working his rear off, installing crawl spaces, attics, you name it. What's your process for taking him to a communicator who can now make money with his hands? I'm sorry, with his, with his words and not necessarily his hands. What's your process? That's super easy. Um, I teach him how to sell a surge protector on the indoor system and on the outdoor system. And, and, That's and where it clicks. this is, this is what people typically pay me for, but I'm going to give it to you guys, all the listeners for free. Right? So every time I go into a classroom, I ask people to sell me a surge protector. They usually do a horrible job. They puke all over me, give me a bunch of information, put me to sleep. And then most of the time don't even ask me to buy it. Analysis right? paralysis. Yeah. Seriously, I'm like a deer in the freaking headlights. It's Sell one to so Chris. Boring, right? You got to keep me entertained as a client, right? Look at all the stuff that's that's competing for our 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 uh, attention, attention nowadays. I can't even stay focused right now, right? <laughs> so, um, why do I need a surge protector, Gene? Why do I need a surge yeah. protector on this? That's crazy. So, here's what here's what I, I want all the listeners to do. You go back, rewind the tape after we do this, write this word track down and don't change a damn thing. Don't butcher it. Okay. Don't fuck it up. I'm going to give it to you. Just perfect. All you got to do is say this to the clients. Okay. You've done a tune up or you've done a service call. Maybe you've made the repair. Maybe you haven't, maybe you just went over what the repair is with them. They agree to it or they haven't even agreed to it yet. You're standing at the system and you just look at them. You cock your head kind of sideways, get a confused look on your face and ask them, why don't you have surge protection? Right. And wait for them to respond. You already know what you're going to say next. They're probably going to go. I don't know. I have no idea. I'll set you up for one of the objections. God forbid you guys put the system in. Right. A client could say, well, I don't know. You guys put the system in. Why don't you go over it with me while you're here? (laughs) Oops. 
So you're going to go, I don't know. I wasn't here. But did you know, and you're going to have to do some research for this, that in Louisiana, we get over 800,000 clouds ground lightning strikes a year. And that when that happens, we get in-home surges. Did you know that when you get an in-home surge, that your compressors and your motors can glow cherry red on the inside? Do you think that's good? What do you suppose that does to the reliability of your system? And the lifespan? Like some of these questions, they're not even responding to because they're thinking. Would you like to be able to control what your clients are thinking? Right? Next, I'll ask them, have you ever bought a new compressor before? They say, yes, I'll go. So then you're aware that a new one's going to be 1500 to 2500 bucks. If they say, no, I'll go. So then you're aware that a new, so, so you're unaware that a new compressor is like 2500 bucks. They're like, no, shit. Right? And I'm like, can you see now why all of our clients just get surge protectors instead of replacing expensive compressors? And they're like, yeah. And you want me to go ahead and do it for you then? Yeah. Guys, I gave them information, but it was all in the form of a question. Yeah. Why would you do that? So their brain doesn't float off. Right? So you don't put them to sleep. You're required to engage. So rewind the tape. Write that word track down. And then get your installers selling surge protectors. Get them selling enough to to pay me to teach them how to sell <laughs> infrared <laughs> air quality. Bingo. Right? right? Bingo. Um, but it's a very simple move from that point. Once they get good at that, and it only takes a week or two or three. Once they get good at that, it's a very simple transition to get them to move to the air quality stuff. Right? It's a process that we don't have time to go over right now. But that's where I would start. Installers are the most overlooked people in the industry. And I've seen guys in my own companies go from 40 grand a year to 250 a year. Nice. Right? Yep. So I, I just want to call this out. So I had my um, systems changed out a couple of years ago and I did all high end stuff, variable speed, two stage, variable capacity, you know, inverters, 26 yeah. a year. I'm kind of dropping a dime here for the listeners. I got good stuff in my house. <laughs> but yeah. I have no idea if I have a search protector and how nice would it have been not to be sold one, but well, yes. But if the installers, if if the walkthrough afterwards included, oh, and by the way, we installed this surge protector because I would tell somebody about that. Oh, did you have a surge protector? That's yeah. the problem with IQ. That's the problem with zoning. That's the problem with variable capacity. That's the problem with two stage. That's the that's the problem in the industry and why everybody just wants cheap air conditioning. As I'm using air quotes, air quotes. So they don't the want it. They don't want it. The yeah. problem is that they don't see the value in what you're offering. The value doesn't match the dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And many people don't buy just because the value doesn't meet the dollars. It doesn't have anything to do with the price. You could move them up to a higher product and that would meet with their value expectations. They would buy something as twice as much. Bingo. It's no joke. That's, that's one of the things that Grant Cardone talks about offering alternative choices and figuring out whether or not you're on the right product. You, 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 you quote them 10, 12 grand for a product and you go, Hey, would you consider going to something that maybe didn't have as many options that would save you two grand? No, I definitely wouldn't want to do that, Gene. I really like this. Am I finding out whether or not I'm on the right product? Hey, would you consider going to something that was maybe three or 4,000 bucks more, but that was cheaper to own over the long term that you probably would like better? Actually, I would be interested in that. You know, now we, you, a lot of times we're not even on the right product is one of the problems that we have. 
um, the client's not getting the right advantages or the, or the right benefits from it. Well, these are great. These are great teaser questions, by the way, <laughs> on what actually, yeah. what the, and, and so that actually kind of leads me into my, into this like good closing question is you, you are sharing the stage with Grant uh, Cardone. I think it's in the end of October and you'll have the opportunity to share some more, some more like this type of stuff and just connect with people on a different level. But, um, would you share with our listeners if they wanted to, if they want to connect with you or like it, getting more information so that way it's easy for them to connect? Or if you would, if you don't, we can make, help, um, you know, we can help make the connection on your behalf too, which we've done plenty of times. But most of the time, if you want to share contact info, people would love to reach out to you directly and ask any questions. Yeah, I, I'm becoming less accessible, but right now I'm still kind of accessible. They can just Facebook friend me on Facebook, really. I mean, shoot me a direct message. If you don't want to talk to me, go to my website, go to leadninjasystem.com and you can, you know, you can go actually go to freaking YouTube. You want some free stuff? You don't want to buy anything yet? You want to be a kangaroo like Robert Ryan Stewart talks about? Your, your, your hands are plenty long enough to put the free shit in your pouch, but can't get to your wallet. <laughs> if you're one of those guys, go to my YouTube page. There's tons of videos up there you can watch for free. I just had a guy message me before this. He's like, bro, I just want to thank you for all the free stuff that you put out there. Here's the results of this month, $162,000. I'm like, bro, that's amazing. Congratulations. What was, you know, what was it before? He was like 60 to 70,000. I'm like, bro, when are you going to buy a free paid, when are you going to buy a paid product and really get some good stuff? If you could do that with the free shit, I mean, imagine, right? So consume the free stuff out there. When you're ready, reach out to us, go to, go to the website or DM me and, um, you know, we'll put the right information in front of you and we'll get the hell out of the way and let you make whatever decision you want to make. Awesome, man. Well, listen, thanks for, uh, one coming on here. Um, that's kind of oh, that's, that's how you and I connected was through, you know, Facebook messenger. And it's just that, like I said, we know we're both so active in the different online communities that like I told you, I think it was last year, the end of last year, I was like, yo, let's pull you on to the podcast and so you can share some of the stuff. Cause I saw some people were saying some cool shit and you were, you know, giving away some good nuggets. I was like, we got to bring them on. Come and see us too in Vegas. I don't know if you guys are coming, but it's October 29th and 30th. It's Victor Rancor's event, but Grant Cardone's being there. That will actually be something that I've been affirming was uh, for the last five to six years. I like, I've been affirming. It's been an affirmation that Grant's called me into his office for an interview. And I've got a meeting with Grant. And next thing you know, uh, I'm going to be opening up for him on stage. That's pretty cool. Um, so it's phenomenal. Um, I'm super, super excited about that. And I've got That's a massive, massive announcement that kind of goes along with all that that I can't announce right now, ah, but in the next month oh, or two, um, it is going to blow <laughs> the fucking doors <laughs> off of people's minds. Wow. Right. Not interesting. Um, I will actually have, I'll give you a teaser. I will be one of 19 people in the world with this particular certification. That's fantastic. Ooh, awesome. On the planet, on the planet, on the planet. So, um, and, and, we've already begun to move outside of the industries and move into more of a secular market. Um, because look, I can't, we can't just pigeonhole this thing to the trades. We've got to be able to help more people than that. Well, I'm intrigued. Good for you. So well done job. Well done. We'll be waiting <laughs> again, man. We appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you coming on Gene and, and, um, and just continuing to give back to the industry and, and hopefully, you know, what I love from these, from these podcasts too, is somebody who might have, like 
not known, like who's Gene Slade really, can kind of get the vibe for who you are and kind of where no, your you heart don't. is and your intent and stuff like that. And it happens often. And I love being a part of that. So thanks again for coming. Bro, on I here. appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasures. Thank all you for what you do, guys. Keep doing it, man. Thank you so Thank much. You. And so, listeners, I always end this thing with a uh, with reading one of our reviews and um, you know, telling you to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, so you get them automatically sent to you. Smash um, the like button. Smash the like button, as my kids would say. My daughter, um, hit subscribe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's often in our house. But anyhow, we are super grateful. So I'm going to read this. Um, this review from Mr. Scott Oberg, who actually is a Ooh. Rhino client of ours, who was he at is. Rhino X as well. I like um, Scott. He's up in the Northeast. He's up in the on the Northeast. He's in um, Minnesota, South Dakota. Yes, yeah, so Minnesota. Yes, I wasn't close. He's it's in, all the same. He's in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> Rochester, got it. Rochester, <laughs> too cool. Okay, that top or the uh, um, headline for this particular review is "Cut Through the Blank." Nice. Um, five stars. Most of us don't have extra time to burn listening to people that talk a lot, but don't say much. <laughs> this <laughs> this, po- good, this podcast is time well spent. If you want to get insight from brilliant trade sources, like my man Gene, uh, to grow you and your business, then subscribe and listen up. So, Scott, we appreciate you, my friend. And, uh, yeah, we, we love those reviews. It's been great to see them come through, like I always say. And if you don't know how to, go, to get to the reviews, you just – Go open. I think we're at 70 episodes posted so far. As you just go through it, scroll back to the beginning, and there's a spot to leave a review, and we would appreciate that very much. And hopefully uh, from today's uh, podcast that you're able to take away some solid nuggets. I mean, Gene basically gave you a script on how to uh, how to go to, to your potential or to your customers and you know, and sell some of these things, search protectors. So, again, maybe. And how to get another 500 bucks on every single install. Right, and make sure that you give your your technician, your installer, fifty to hundred bucks out of it. He'll do it go. again for you. Incentive, love it. All right, y'all. Until next time, we'll see you. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much. Whether you're a rhino or not, we really. Really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. If you don't know how to do it, here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review. And be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.